Greetings, fellow Federationists. Today is Monday, April 4, 2022, and this is presidential release number 515. It's hard to believe that the first quarter of the year is done and April is here, and we are three months away from our next national convention, our first national convention in person since 2019. But there is so much to get to before that as the work of the Federation is alive, busier maybe than it's certainly been in the last two years. It's so awesome to have so many conventions happening in person, in person chapter meetings, people talking about spinning up fundraisers and getting out and doing things. It's really, really heartwarming to be back in the heart of the Federation action. And we have a lot to talk about here on this April release. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right in to talk about the tremendous work we have done since our last presidential release in getting a surge in our legislative activities. So congratulations to all of you who have been continuing to work hard after our Washington seminars to gain co-sponsors. Since the last presidential release, uh, we have added 14 co-sponsors on the House version of the Access Technology Affordability Act. And that brings us to a total of 151 co-sponsors. And we have added two Senate co-sponsors for this bill, bringing us to a total of 37. So keep up the great work on the Access Technology Affordability Act. On our Medical Device Non-Visual Accessibility Act, which is H.R. 453, we have added 11 new co-sponsors for a total of 47 in the House of Representatives. The Transformation to Competitive Integrated Employment Act, which is H.R. 2373, uh, In that bill, we have added five new co-sponsors now for a total of 45. So our legislative activity continues to roll along well. I do, however, urge you to keep your foot on the gas. Please continue to urge your members of Congress to support our legislative priorities. We need more co-sponsors. We continue to seek opportunities to get our bills to move in Congress. The best way to do that is for you to keep the pressure on your members of Congress. Let them know of the increased bipartisan support for our bills and help them to know that they need to be part of this bill or you might decide to help them have another job, for example. So encourage them to support our legislative initiatives. I want to let you know that uh, a number of programs are continuing to uh, open up in the National Federation of the Blind, and the newest one is our 2022-23 Teachers of Tomorrow program, Applications are now available. This is an opportunity for educators to connect 
with other educators to develop relationships with a broad range of blind people from across the organized blind movement and to get connected with experiences that allow them to study the philosophy of the National Federation of the Blind and the empowering pedagogy that we use in our community of practice to raise expectations for blind students on a daily basis. Now, those who are studying to be teachers of blind students or who are early in their career of teaching blind students, so having just uh, graduated with a degree in teaching blind students in the last uh, three or four years or so, are eligible to apply. Applications are due on May 1st, and so you should reach out to educators in your area, to teacher training programs in your area, and let them know about the Federation's Teachers of Tomorrow program. You can find more information on our website by going to the Teachers of Tomorrow page under Programs and Services. We need to find the next generation of educators so we can get them connected with the network of the National Federation of the Blind. We know it's the best professional training tool that we can give teachers in the field. We are getting excited about our convention that will happen July 5 to 10 in New Orleans, Louisiana. And it's always interesting uh, getting Uh, systems in place for the the convention and especially uh, this year with the hotel industry having taken a hit the last couple years the systems aren't as well oiled as maybe they have been in the past we do recognize that a number of members have had difficulty in booking rooms with our convention hotels So please recognize that you should continue to make reservations at the Marriott or the Sheridan in New Orleans. We have been working with the uh, reservation agents at these hotels and with the management there to try to um, get through some of the barriers that have prevented people from Uh, getting uh, the appropriate room rate for the convention. There are plenty of rooms left. And so uh, don't let the reservation agents getting it wrong talk you into the fact that there aren't rooms. There are plenty of rooms left, although uh, the rooms are going at a good rate. So please book your room soon. Now, one of the problems we've heard and we've learned about is that uh, reservation agents have had trouble finding our convention in the reservation system because of the way it was put into the system. It was in their system as Uh, NTL fed of the blind. Maybe some people were smart enough to figure it out. A lot of of reservation uh, agents missed it. So we've gotten them to change it to NFB convention. So if you call and have trouble in the reservation process, ask them to look for NFB convention. There are plenty of rooms. Oftentimes, uh, especially in in popular locations like New Orleans, people want to come before the convention or after the convention to enjoy some of the 
uh, local festivities. And it's a good idea, but you should recognize that we're really fortunate to be sliding into New Orleans with a convention starting on the 5th because we immediately preceding the convention is a big festival in uh, New Orleans. And for that reason, you may have difficulty getting rooms before July 4. And so uh, recognize that if you do want to come early and, and the block is full, you may need to pay extra on the front end of the convention. Now, there should be plenty of rooms on the tail end of the convention, so if you want to stay late for a few days. But if you're trying to come early, just beware. Uh, the Essence Festival in New Orleans has taken up a lot of rooms, and so our block is limited. You are probably used to us having many rooms three days before the convention but we get to go to New Orleans, so that's the great advantage of it. Let me give you again the uh, telephone numbers to make reservations. This, of course, is also in the Braille Monitor and on the website. You can go to nfb.org convention. But one more time to make a reservation at the New Orleans Marriott, our headquarters hotel. You call 855-821-4. 288 or the Sheridan which is our overflow hotel immediately across the street from the Marriott and that is where the exhibit hall will be you call 855-516-1090 really looking forward to the convention although I wish it was one month more away because there's a lot of work to do still Speaking of convention, there's a lot of opportunities to uh, get support for the convention. If you need financial support, of course, our first-timers program through the Kenneth Jernigan Fund is available, but also our National Association of Guide Dog Users would like you to know that the division is sponsoring two grants to support uh, guide dog users in attending our convention in New Orleans this year. The uh, amount awarded to each of the two individuals will be $500. Uh, applications will be accepted until May 31st, and those uh, who will receive this grant support will be selected and notified by June 17th. So if you are a guide dog user and you would like more information to apply, please contact Raul Gallegos, who is president of our division. You can email Raul at president at nagdu.org or you can visit www.nagdu.org slash nagdu dash convention dash sponsorship. Now, transportation is an important part of the work that we do in the National Federation of the Blind. Improving access to the full range of transportation options is a concern and critical priority for our movement because Transportation is such a real barrier in so many places 
for blind people to get access to work, uh, leisure, uh, health care, and so many aspects of life. In addition to expanding access to reliable public transportation, uh, we recognize that there's a real opportunity as it relates to transportation systems and making our uh, cityscapes more pedestrian friendly to push innovators on uh, making interfaces that will push non-visual accessibility. Uh, and a key area for that are automated vehicles. We started this work with our blind driver challenge over a decade ago. Not that we wanted to ignore public transportation and making reliable transportation available, but we recognize there's an opportunity to push an emerging industry to actually be accessible to blind people from the beginning. And the more opportunities, the more access we have to a variety of reliable transportation systems, the stronger our opportunities will be. But also, we have and continue to have an opportunity to stretch the imagination about what's possible, to shatter the low expectations and misconceptions about the limits that come with blindness, and to bring attention to the real problems of blindness and put blind people in the center of innovative discussions. And once in a while, we want to push that innovation by getting a hold of a big idea and supporting that big idea, something big, adventurous, risky, in order to put blind people truly in the center of the conversation. At our 2021 convention, we discussed our efforts to partner with Cruise, uh, which builds autonomous vehicles, to support NFB member and graduate of the Louisiana Center for the Blind, Dan Parker, in his quest to break the Guinness World Record for fastest car driven blindfolded. Now that's pretty cool, fastest car driven blindfolded. Now, Dan Parker didn't need a blindfold because he's a blind person, but this record can be set by anybody as long as they wear a blindfold. Now Dan made his world record attempt at the Spaceport America in New Mexico just last week. We had thought when we talked about it at the convention that it might happen in the fall, but uh, as you know, timelines and restrictions have been uh, something to contend with for a number of years now. So uh, it got delayed until last month, until last week. And a number of Federation leaders traveled to Spaceport America in New Mexico and were on hand to cheer on our brother Dan Parker, in his quest to shatter the Guinness World Record. To achieve the record, uh, the Guinness World Record, you must uh, do two attempts. Uh, you must make two passes in opposite directions, and the record is set by taking the average 
of those two runs. The record has been for some time 200.51 miles an hour. And I do have for you, Dan made a couple of attempts, and I'm going to just give you on this release the audio from attempt number one that Dan made, just so you can hear that. Sound like a pretty straight line to me. <laughs> that was attempt number one. And uh, there was a second attempt. And uh, after those two attempts, at somewhere around 4.30 Central Time on March 31st, 2022, we got an official announcement from the adjudicator for the Guinness World Record. So that was streamed live on Facebook. So let's just hear a clip of uh, the official announcement with the results. My name is Michael Emprick with Guinness World Records in New York City. Oh, Guinness! This, thank you. So as you know, we are all about uh, people doing amazing things. So I'm really excited to be here today with Dan Harker um, to uh, officially adjudicate this record attempt. So Dan was attempting to break the Guinness World Records title for fastest speed for a car driven blindfolded. And that was set in 2014 in the UK. And that was 200.51 miles per hour. Now, we all know what times Dan hit today. We took an average between both directions to come up with the final total. And I have reviewed the video footage in the car to make sure Dan was the one driving. I can tell you that he was. which is very important for this record. And Dan, today you hit a speed of 211.043 miles per hour with a new Guinness World Records title. Dan, here's your certificate. You are officially amazing. Great job. Amazing. So this is a really exciting and significant moment for the National Federation of the Blind. The second time in seven years that the National Federation of the Blind has uh, been officially amazing because we have participated in breaking a Guinness World Record. And this time uh, we had a representative who carried forward the world record for us, but it took, of course, a whole team of people. So I'm very pleased and honored on this release to uh, give you a few words. Our representative for the Guinness World Record-Breaking Effort from Georgia, here is Dan Parker. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great. That, man, that brought a tear to my eye listening to the car from the outside. Um that noise and the sound of that motor turning 7,000 RPMs and knowing it was going 210 miles an hour, um, that's amazing. (laughs) 
Well, we're really uh, uh, proud of you, Dan. And, um, you know, just I guess I'd love for you to spend a minute talking to members of our Federation family, really, about what this record means to you. You know, as a prior championship drag racer, you know, when I was sighted, it's hit to me that this record is so much more than anything I've ever done sighted. This is so much more of a major accomplishment, you know, from the racer side of it, but also from the blind side of it, I know we're changing perceptions. You know, and this project is so much more than it is to prove to society that if we're given an accessible world, we can compete with our sighted peers. You know, that means the job site, school, education, and now on the racetrack. And so, you know, the work that you and Dr. Maurer did for the Blind Driver Challenge laid the pathway for me to continue it, step it up in speed, and to be the first blind person to ever run 50 miles an hour, 100, 150, and now 200 miles per hour with no human assistance is just amazing to me. And I'm so proud and honored to represent the NFB and the Blind Driver Challenge. Well, Dan, uh, we're, we're very proud that, to have you as part of our team and, and on the effort. I know we'll, we, we will be talking more about this uh, as the months go on and certainly at our national convention in New Orleans. But, you know, just uh, less than a week off of uh, this record, just five days ago, uh, I wanted to allow you uh, one quick opportunity just to, to say whatever you wanted to to the thousands of Federation members who believed in you and helped make this possible. I want to thank, you know, all the NFB members. You know, we rolled in the spaceport and we had a small team with us, but in the big picture, we had 50,000 members on our team. You know, every member of the NFB is, is a team member. And so this is for all of us. You know, it's not just for me and and, and the number at the bottom of the, the Guinness record, this is for all of us. And to continue the work of the NFB and the Blind Driver Challenge. You know, when people have asked me in the past about why do I do stuff like this or, or you know, and I, and I relate to it back when John F. Kennedy announced that we were going to put a man on the moon. You know, and people just didn't understand the meaning of it and look at the technology that has trickled down from that adventurous thing to where we are now. You know, now our cell phones we have in our pocket has more computing power than the Apollo missions did. So one day, all this technology, what we're doing, will continue to trickle down to, to make our lives better for the blind, for all of us. Well, thank you very much, Dan, for being with us. Um, we're going to look forward to hearing more from you and being with you uh, in New Orleans, where we can celebrate. I had to leave New Mexico early to get back to Baltimore, so I missed the uh, the big moment. So uh, I owe you a celebration. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate you, and uh, congratulations on our work together again. We look forward to what's next. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. So many more uh, great things to talk about, and, and we will have an opportunity to do that. Over the last month, Federation members um, have been asking what we could do as individuals, as an organization, to assist with blind people who have been displaced by the horrific events that are happening in the Ukraine. Uh, especially Federation members have asked if there are things that we can do for blind people who have been displaced or even people who have experienced blindness because 
of what happens during war. Now, our organization and our mission, of course, is focused in the United States of America. But that's why we also participate actively in the efforts of the World Blind Union as our avenue to bring collective action of blind people across the world, to put blind people in the leadership roles, not only in our nation, but in all corners of the world. And so um, since late February, I've been reaching out on behalf of the Federation to the World Blind Union and to others to see what we could do. We have offered to the World Blind Union to help coordinate efforts within the United States. And we've asked the World Blind Union to take leadership in putting together a fund uh, that could uh, organize and focus um, financial energies in the right direction. So at our urging, the World Blind Union has established the Ukrainian Unity Fund. And it will be working closely with our colleagues in the European Blind Union to make sure that funds donated to this unity fund at the World Blind Union go to help blind people where it's needed the most as part of their being displaced from the Ukraine. At the same time we were reaching out and having conversations with the World Blind Union, we learned about a grassroots effort to put together a global benefit concert that was being planned with the intention of bringing blind performers together to try to raise money and give uh, emotional, spiritual hopefulness to those who have been impacted in the Ukraine. Blind people coming together from all over the world to bring hope and humanity to this crisis. The benefit concert will be taking place on April 16th, and now contributions from that effort will be directed, uh, financial contributions will be directed to the WBU's uh, Ukrainian Unity Fund. The National Federation of the Blind is serving as one of the primary partners in this effort to assist the World Blind Union and uh, this effort in the We Are With You concert, that's U as in the letter U. And if you want to engage in this effort to promote this on social media, you can use the hashtag BlindWithU, again the letter U, BlindWithU. Please promote the concert and the efforts to create financial resources that can be used to help blind people displaced in the Ukraine, and and there will be other needs. Um, We know that the School for the Blind in Ukraine was bombed. Certainly, there will be many other needs that we know about. And because of our partnership with the World Blind Union and the European Blind Union, we believe this is the most effective and responsible route to go. You can visit NFB's webpage, which is nfb.org slash blindwithu, again the letter U, to look at what we're doing in this area, read about it, see how you can support it financially, and if you get in early enough in the next couple days, 
you can still perform as part of this global concert. I do have some Federation family notes to share with you on this release, and I regret to have to inform you of the passing of a number of our friends in the Federation family. From the state of Florida, we've learned of the passing of James Young on January 16th, 2022. James was a member of the National Federation of the Blind of Florida's Tallahassee chapter for many years. From Maryland, I regret to inform you of the passing of Carol Siegel on March 14th after a long battle with cancer. Carol was 78 years old. She leaves behind her partner, Ken Crane, who continues to be an active member of the Greater Baltimore Chapter. Carol was a member of the Greater Baltimore Chapter for a long time. She first joined in 1968. Many of us will uh, remember her personality and as a staunch advocate, especially for the slate and stylus. If I'm not mistaken, the Greater Baltimore Chapter is still using Braille raffle tickets that Carol brailed on a slate long ago. So you should keep Carol Siegel and Ken in your thoughts and prayers. From the state of Michigan, we've learned of the passing of Ken Kitchen, who's the husband of Georgia Kitchen. Uh, he passed away in March. Uh, Ken died from cancer. He was 88 years old old. Ken was a significant contributor in our Michigan affiliate. He will certainly be remembered for many things, but definitely for his participation for many years in helping to build the Newsline program in the NFB of Michigan, supporting Georgia in her work as Newsline coordinator. From Missouri, we've learned of the passing of Diana uh, Obishan, who was a member of the uh, Missouri affiliate. Diana had been a member for over 40 years, uh, primarily in the Columbia chapter, but also in the Kansas City chapter. And from North Carolina, we've learned of the passing of longtime Federationist. Catherine Barr at age 84. Uh, she was a member of the Charlotte Mecklenburg chapter and a former editor of the NFB of North Carolina's newsletter. From Pennsylvania, we've learned of the passing of longtime member Kathy Harris on Tuesday, March 2nd. Kathy was a member of the NFB of Pennsylvania for 52 years. She is survived by her daughter, Martha Harris, who you may remember uh, as a previous National Scholarship winner. I regret to have to let you know of the passing of these Federationists. I urge you to keep them in your thoughts and prayers and also those members of our Federation family who I may not have been aware of.
As we close this presidential release, I do want to take a moment um, to wish all of you who may be celebrating holidays uh, in the month of April, uh, uh, blessings on those holidays. I know that Ramadan has started and Passover is uh, just around the corner, as is Easter and uh, Greek Orthodox Easter, all of these things happening before we get to our May presidential release, in addition to the weather uh, getting better and so many other things opening up. uh, It's really a beautiful time to be an active member in the National Federation of the Blind and to have the opportunity to participate fully in our society. So I want to thank each and every one of you for your service to the Federation I'm looking forward to being with you in person in New Orleans. But until we get there, I will leave you with the customary endings and say, let's go build the National Federation of the Blind. I want to thank everyone for being with us tonight. Please join our next presidential release live on Monday, May 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern using Zoom, the Nations Blind YouTube channel, our internet stream, or by asking your Amazon device to open Nations Blind. I'm excited to say that we'll be live from New Orleans at the Marriott, our main hotel for our 2022 National Convention. You can contact President Riccobono at 410-659-9314 or via email at officeofthepresident at nfb.org. Thank you. Hi, I'm Moran Rikbona, and I'm going to tell you two jokes. Fantastic. Knock, knock. Who's there? Butcher. Butcher who? Butcher eggs in the basket. <laughs> Hi, I'm Elizabeth Rikbona, and I'm going to be telling you a joke. Okay. Why are baseball games always at night? I don't know. Why? Because the bats sleep in the day. Oh, that's why day games are so boring sometimes. I get it. What do you get when you pour coffee into a rabbit hole i don't know what hot cross bunnies oh did you girls hear about the new player for the milwaukee brewers no well there was a scout and he found this horse and this horse was amazing he could field the ball so he could catch it and he could throw it and he hit the ball every time he got up to bat and so the scout said well this is amazing i've got to take him to the milwaukee brewers so he took him to the brewers And they had a tryout for him and he came up to the plate and he hit the ball super, super far. And the manager said, run, run. And the horse said, are you kidding me? If I could run, I'd be in the Kentucky Derby. The preceding message was brought to you by Mark Riccobono, President, National Federation of the Blind, Office of the President at nfb.org. 410-659-9314, www.nfb.org. Let's go build the National Federation of the Blind.